San Diego Comic-Con wrapped up, and that means I'm exhausted. This is U.S. Comics Cast. It's Wednesday. You probably have your funny books in hand or you're heading to your comic book shop now. And that means it's time for the greatest podcast in the multiverse that features two Mm -hmm. delicious studs such as us. The man, the (laughs) myth, the legend, a guy with a portrait in his attic that gets prettier every day because he is so incredibly old. The CEO of U.S. Comics, John Rivera. Oh yeah, and I am joined this week as every week by the COO. He punches in bunches. He is all balls and no button. Charlie <laughs> Rivera. What's up, sucker? The worst part is it's not an entirely bad thing. If you gotta if you're gonna be missing a button, might as well have just just clackers. Uh, I'm good, man. An absolute um just surge of San Diego Comic Con news. Oh my uh, God! I was of course set Ooh. on the on the hunt for some uh, from some San Diego Comic Con exclusives that I know are going to be hard to find. There was really only one that I I, I had to get, and that's uh, they released a real Ghostbusters uh, six figure set. Um, I had to nice. get it. I had to hit up my local GameStop. They each store got like one. So it wound up being that wow. thing I happened to get out of work right after one of them got a shipment. I waited the five minutes for them to crack open the box, and I said, oh, give me it. You are that guy. It was also the most expensive uh, exclusive I've ever gotten. It was over $100. Really? Um, what? Came in a beautiful case. I mean, six figures. They're full six-inch figures. Schmace, for 100 bucks, there better be an actual human spirit ghost in there. Like, it had to be legitimately ghost. I'm not going to let it breathe, so there might be a spirit in there. <laughs> just real pissed. Beautiful display yeah, case. No. It depicts Don't the spectral Ghostbusters. Uh, you know, this is one of those weird years. There's a, there was a set of amazing Funkos. The only one I'm interested in is Rico from Starship Troopers, and apparently he's very, very easy to come by at a GameStop oh, or ThinkGeek. So I'll eventually find my way to, to, to good old Rico. But I'm trying to be good yeah. because, frankly, what I learned about Comic-Con uh, this year specifically is I need to save up all my pennies for all the things I'm going to buy, things I'm going to do, and things I'm going to see. So let's not let's not waste any time unless there's something, uh, there's something super off topic that you're just dying to talk about. Let's hop right into San Diego Comic-Con news Uh, what did you see what did you love what did you feel what what changed the fabric talk to me well as we know of course in german it means a whale's vagina (laughs) so how precisely that became a comic book thing i'm not really sure but um oh no absolutely and san diego and new york comic cons that's like the heavyweight nerd championships of all time it's you know honestly every year it seems like there is um you know there's like a duke kaboom action going on in the in the main ring over who's gonna get the big reveals the uh you know the must go get it type items um and honestly new york comic-con better be shaking in their little red pointy boots because san diego came correct this year Boy, oh boy, did they come correct. It was unbelievable. Um, It just seemed, to me at least, 
um, especially because you know it was like notification central. It was just one thing after another after another, and um, honestly, I, I was I was frankly kind of surprised because maybe the last few years they were kind of girding uh, girding up for like a real big type of you know like like the gremlin with a <laughs> the gremlin with his raincoat like there was a reveal about to happen he was just waiting for that little lady gremlin to turn the corner so he can show her what he's got um which was basically nothing he was all Ken doll down there but um yeah San, San Diego they 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 were not messing around today it was it was unbelievable it was just one thing after another I don't know what was like one of the one of the first things obviously toys notwithstanding because you are a child um <laughs> what, what was one of the actual adult things that caught your eye you know I have to I have to start off uh, proper with comic book news and that's Marvel's recommitment sure. to X-Men mm. Uh, they announced oh, six nice, nice. brand new titles this year. Uh, Jonathan Hickman's new chapter of the X-Men saga, uh, it all begins this summer. Uh, I'm just going to run down the six really, really quick. Obviously, the big news is that since Disney and Marvel kind of have all their toys back, uh, we know yes. for a fact there's going to be a lot of overlap in, in what happens next. So they were trying to, to kind of steer clear of X-Men as much as they could comic book wise because they didn't know what the future was for them cinematically but now we get brand new titles the flagship titles back x-men returns in october with x-men number one jonathan hickman uh writes it um this is this is a brand new kind of uh day one jonathan hickman of course wrote uh he's he put together house of x powers of x secret wars um they have a brand new superstar artist on it. I'm going to ruin the name. Uh, Leniel Yu <laughs> did New Avengers and Captain America. Uh, it's pretty much Cyclops and his hand-picked squad of, of mutants. Of course, one of them's Gene. Of course, Cable. Of course, Wolverine, because he has to be kind of involved with everything. Sure. Uh, we, got we got more pirate adventures in the X-Men universe. Marauders number one is going to see Kitty Pride captain a ship of some of the best names storm iceman bishop pyro um they're they're, they're kind of hitting nice. the seas uh excalibur number one also comes out in october we got uh psylocke rogue uh gambit apocalypse uh it's just it's looking insane not to be outdone the new mutants are are kind of uh claiming what's theirs there Claiming the future is the famous line. It's Sunspot, Wolfsbane, Mirage, Karma, Magic, and Cypher. They come together with Chamber and Mondo to seek out their missing member and share the good news. The mission that takes them uh, in the space along the Star Jammers. Uh, rounding it off, we have the absolute classic X-Force number one is coming back. We have an amazing team. Domino, your boy Colossus. Wolverine again, Jean Grey. Mm -hmm. We have uh, we have. Wouldn't be X Men unless he had Wolverine in ten different books exactly. and ten different times. Um, X Force. <laughs> the the tagline they threw for this is X Force is the CIA of the mutant world. One half intelligence branch, well, branch one half special ops. Uh, rounding out the team is Beast and Sage. We got Kid Omega. Uh, I, I I just I just can't wait. And then the title I'm probably most interested in just because I feel like all these other titles are a return to form 
they kind of go back into what X-Men kind of was in all of its best incarnations, even Marauders, because people loved mm. the, the kind of pirate ship adventures that preceded sure, it. But sure. uh, Brian Space Edward... piracy is like the big <laughs> thing. Uh, Brian Edward Hill, who um, he, he, fr- he was the writer for Batman and The Outsiders. That was my kind of big take. He also did Killmonger. Um, he's going to take on writing duties for Fallen Angels, uh, former Punisher and Spawn all, uh, artist... Uh, Sismone Kudraski, I choose the easiest names to say. Um, this comes out yeah, November from the press release, uh, release. Not all belong in paradise. Psylocke finds herself in this new world of mutant kind, unsure of her place in it. But when a face from her past returns, only to be killed, she seeks help from others who feel similar to get <laughs> vengeance. Specifically, a young Cable and X-23. Uh, they join for a personal mission that could jeopardize all mutant kind. The art is out of this world. It has a real ultimate feel to it um, as far as the vibrancy of the colors. X-23 is always a weird character that manages to kind of be a sum total of all the things I hate. Clone, no, I mean, namesake. Like the ultimate derivative character but she, I cannot, of all characters. I cannot help Yuck. myself. I think she rules. Uh, young, uh, I've been out of the game so long, I don't know if Young Cable is like a thing that I've just missed out on, but you throw that I mean, in it with, looks like you throw that in with, uh, with Psylocke and, and you, you, you get my three bucks. It's as simple as that. So I'm super excited, uh, as much as, you know, we're, I'm sure we'll talk movies in a bit, but as far as comics go, I don't know if there's sure. much bigger news than Marvel's I mean, recommitment to the x family, it is a full slate of of you know of mutant books and um honestly i think marvel you know marvel is is really really good at certain things um one of the things happens to me when they roll out they roll out heavy you know like not launching a, a brand new book doesn't really attract much attention these days a single book you know about a handful of characters is kind of you know like eh so so what wake me wake me up when september ends <laughs> so to speak but when they're like when when they say oh here is on a multitude of number ones excalibur number one fallen angels number one x-wars number one that's it was just like it's just like one thing after and this is this is what i was talking about um you know marauders and and x-men proper and um, th- this is what I was talking about that Marvel is doing um, you know and honestly they, they weren't the only ones certainly but um, San Diego Comic Con it just seemed like it was a but wait there's more it seemed like it was entirely run by the ShamWow guy <laughs> and his whole collection of, uh, of dudes um, and dudettes because it was just one thing after another after another and, and yeah you know I think um, that amount of new comics all cohesively uh, happening and hitting the ground running at the same time is super dope, uh, terrific. Um, and, and again, there was no uh, there was no lack for for information that was coming out of San Diego. Um, but but for me, one of the things that just caught me, you know, by by the by the shirt collar and, and lifting me off my feet. And, uh, and just shook me until I was like a little newborn baby that you had to say goodbye to, um, was the announcement of, uh, of, the, of the, the world's favorite Daywalker. 
Yes! The, 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 the one vampire who you know is going to be on your side uh, through thick and thin, and it's none other than the Oscar-winning Cottonmouth himself, Marhashala Ali. Ooh. Ali in the first round. Unbelievable news. Like, that is one of those things. Look, um, one, of, one of the things about comic book dumb in general is that secrets are hard to keep. They just are. You know, it's a very porous, uh, you know, porous collection of individuals that, uh, that, that wrap their fists around information. And honestly, I think it's because sometimes they squeeze it so tight that information just goes splooging over the top <laughs> and bottom. So information comes your way if you put your, uh, your ear to the ground, so to speak. Um, this is not one that I heard. It caught me completely, completely off guard to the point where um you know you ever have like information come to you and it's so dynamic that you instantly you're like nah i don't believe it that sounds like bullshit and you have to now you now have to go and do your own research to see the validity of it and and for th this absolutely was me um you know oscar winning blade uh is just not something that i thought uh, i would be saying in this lifetime or, or any other soon but yeah, my man himself is is playing is the new Blade, which is just absolutely outstanding. I I know Blade is a very very, uh, um, you know, a character close to your heart. Um, wh what did you think about that news? I mean, I, I it was at the end of a, of Marvel's Hall H presentation. They say they got mm -hmm. one more bit of news. He walks out, and I'm like, oh, amazing! He's gonna he was late. He must be part of one of these other announcements. He's going to be something in, in the, the, the TV or, or there's going to be a comic book about him. The last thing I ever expected was, was they simply put it to him. Oh, we heard everyone was wearing their hats. There was a lot of hats from other right. announcements being worn, Marvel hats, things like that. They, they kind of open hit this, this tremendously nerdy but glorious moment of he takes out his hat mm. like he was just drafted to a baseball team. And he puts it on, and it's this stunning <laughs> Blade logo, this two-tone yeah, red and yeah. silver, red and grayish uh, logo. And my heart exploded. Wesley Snipes' Blade movie, to me, was such a weird moment of like, oh, this is cool. Like, sh shut up. This is all the versions of cool you could <laughs> ever look for. There's the patent leather. Absolutely. There's There's the, the kind of all-white outfit uh you know of my boy um uh the the villain is eluding my my brain right now uh frost i know is the last name is it ethan frost yeah that yeah, sounds yeah. wrong deacon frost a uh, deacon no, deacon, deacon frost. frost absolutely it was deacon with a d um but uh, that character i mean i i really really did genuinely enjoy blade trinity which probably speaks to my fandom more than i wish it would <laughs> But the idea of you getting an absolute all-star, honestly, knowing what we know now about how these films with with B, C, or D-level characters can wind up being sure. these miracles set to film, all I can think of is when, when Robert Downey Jr. was cast as Iron Man, despite people being like, mm -hmm. oh, he's still working, doesn't he have these problems, doesn't he have that problem? One thought was, oh, we have a power hitter taking on a right, goofy comic right. book role you have this this tremendous performer 
who's going to get an opportunity to, to reimagine and, and bring Blade back into the world? That's crazy to me. The last, no, room, the last big rumor I heard was it was going to be Wesley Snipes back and his daughter was going to it was going to be like a passing the torch to it. So this was oh, this was gotcha. never even close to an option in my mind. Yeah, I, I, I didn't have any inkling whatsoever. And, I mean, honestly, the fact, even just the fact that Blade was um, was going to be something that they were going to parade back out there with all of the cinematic success that they have. I mean, you're talking about, you know, obviously we talk about Wesley Snipes because he, you know, when he came, he, he came hard with, with Blade when, when, he, when he dropped with the... Literally in the the first time that I knew that they had awesome parties in the meatpacking district <laughs> was because of a Blade movie. I'm like, this is where I need to be chilling out. Um, but don't forget, this is a, a character that had you know slipped, so to speak, uh, on the hierarchy of uh, you know like had fallen off of the Mount Rushmore of Marvel characters to the point where um, you know he had found his way to TV. He was be he was being played by Sticky Fingers from yes. from Onyx, who's a dynamite rapper, but not so great of an actor. <laughs> um, you know, so so this is really you know this is really kind of a, a reclaiming of, of the the throne, so to speak, for Blade, which I which I think is just act, which is just awesome. I mean, truthfully, I think the last time we even spoke about Blade was the was the. Uh, you know the 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 ironic nature of uh, people talking about like oh Black Panther he's the first cinematic black superhero. Whoa, 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 mm. whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know, I don't know about that. So uh, you know so so for me I mean I, it was just awesome awesome information put a smile right on my face. The one thing I, I there was one bit of disappointment and then we'll hop on to the next topic. Was some people online were talking about how there's how Sony is making a Morbius the Living Vampire movie. And uh, sure, but that's sure. a Sony picture, so I don't think we're gonna see any kind of uh, crossover. But I was like, if there's a a great time to add a tease, is you let Morbius have his movie and you just ace him at the end, oh. like a post credit scene, oh. just gets his head lopped <laughs> they off. They would never. Nah, they, they, I, I can't see them ever doing something that cool because it would actually be something to talk about. Well, now so Disney owns Fox. You can, you you can, can do rest anything. Assured, with that'll CG. never happen. <laughs> But uh, if we're going to talk Marvel movies, I have to talk about, uh, about DC and their, their kind of power punching in the television world. Uh, I'm very, very, you know, you and I have discussed it quite a bit. We have very different opinions of the DC television universe, specifically the live action, because mm. I think we both can kind of agree yeah, the terrible. animated is hot fire. But uh, DC, le DC's Legends of Tomorrow star Brandon Ruth is coming mm. back as the Man of Steel uh, in this year's the epic yes, event, back on his chest. Uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, is this season's big crossover coming in December and January. Uh, Brandon Routh plays Ray Palmer, a.k.a. the Atom, on Legends, but he, uh, in 2006... He played one hell of a Superman and Clark Kent in Superman Returns. A fun fact about Superman Returns, it was profitable enough to get a sequel. What actually happened, fun history, is that the writer's strike happened right after the original writers quit. So that film was a kind of in development hell. They ran out of their contract with Brandon and they decided to just kind of reboot everything. Uh, what's really, really exciting though is that he is so he's such a geek to be throwing the red cape back huh. on 
Uh, he was quoted as saying, it's an opportunity to kind of say hello and goodbye to the character in a way I didn't get to do it the first time. Talking about how he was expecting a couple movies, but obviously um, didn't get that chance. He also mentioned how, you know, when he first played Superman, he was he was pretty young. He was 24, 25. He assumed he was going to do it for years and make multiple movies, and it just didn't happen. And he's so honored to be doing it. But at their panel at San Diego Comic-Con, he, when, when kind of talking about what uh, what he's going to bring to the table, what what's going to be different, he unbuttoned his shirt to reveal that his symbol is going to be different, and he was wearing a Kingdom Come Superman crest mm -hmm. on his chest. Uh. So he's playing a version of Kingdom Come Superman, which is just insane. My my I mean, head popped I, off I my body. I slimed myself personally. It, it was just the that level of news to say, oh well, he's playing Superman. They kind of re. They're they're re uh, retrotting that that ground. Um, personally, I you would have already had me, um, you know, you would have had me a hello on that <laughs> one because I thought that he was well, well, even more so than uh, an amazing Superman. I thought that his he was doing a spot on Christopher Reeve uh, impersonation all through that movie, um, and and you know it was it was almost like the second coming of Christopher Reeve. You know, even even to the point where, yeah, they <laughs> they even retread the plot from from Superman the movie. Um, that that's how successful he was at doing it. But no, the, the having having him, um, you know, kind of go back go back into that role was very exciting to hear about. Uh, and and honestly, the fact that he is playing simultaneously another character within the DCU really makes you think well no that that's never going to happen you know it, it's like whatever is more impossible than impossible I don't, I don't think there's a word for it but but that's the category that i would have put that in if you had mentioned it to me a few weeks ago that that was a possibility um but but also just the fact that to a certain degree it's, it's really like we're getting christopher reeve back for for only a few minutes and it, and it may be just a cup of coffee type cameo who knows um, but it, it's super exciting to see, boy. And I, I know, I know. For, <laughs> if you had your way, there would be certain other uh, actors who have portrayed uh, the Big Blue Boy Scout make up make their appearance also. It's but, all I want. Um, you know, just, just this, more. this happening is. It, <laughs> I want them all, baby. Uh, no, no, that that's absolutely awesome news. And again, completely surprising. I never saw it coming. It just you. <sighs> It's every now and then there's there's just there must be just giddy, giddy joy coming out of some of these creators when you can smell mm -hmm. the love that that is being <laughs> kind of poured out. Think what you will about the, the shows. Think what you will about anything comic book related when someone loves it and it's their project and it makes up who they are. It's it's infectious it is sure. a great feeling to just kind of buy in and go full bore and be like yep this is what we're doing let's get mm -hmm. nuts but uh but that was probably one of the most exciting things for me and uh, as much as i like those series the truth is i don't follow them regularly it's so it's like the big events are the thing that let me kind of pop yeah. my head in and really enjoy and, and and i really think that to a very large degree 
people like you are precisely who those events are for. Um, they, they're like, we, we know you're just kind of in and out of this pool, but let's go ahead and throw you over our collective freckled shoulder and throw you into the deep end because you know this is some water that you want to be a doggy paddling in. Um, I mean, to, let's be honest. I mean, as far as the DC, even TV properties, which are far more successful um, in terms of uh, critical acclaim uh, and even just among fandom, uh, I mean, the, the topic of conversation going in was that Supergirl was getting pants. So, you know, that, that's, <laughs> not, uh, that's not a great indicator of uh, the excitement level. Like, oh, she's getting pants. That's great. Uh, there's nothing else to talk about. She's really? going to be less at? cold. And, then, oh. <laughs> and then, then they just come out of the corner just uppercutting, uppercutting, uppercutting. Um, just absolutely awesome. Now, now for me and uh, my my um, my scope tends to be what I have direct access to first and foremost. You know, don't tell me about something awesome if I can't grab. Uh, you know, if I can't get two fistfuls with my meaty mitts um, right away. But for me, one of the things that's instantly accessible. I'm a constant. Uh, a constant visitor for their content. I, I'm, I am just a mark ready. I may as well get an HBO tattoo at this point because it's like I get up in the morning, HBO goes on, it's on throughout the day. I put myself to bed, tuck myself in, put on my little feety pajamas, and HBO kisses me goodnight uh, and tells me uh, <laughs> no, no monsters are gonna get me and not to drink too much water because I'm able. It's to a bed. little smooch, um, and then it's the but, uh, the boah oh, yeah. sound just turning your television <laughs> off. I am HBO's little uh, uh, HBO is Ben Affleck and I am his little Jersey girl. <laughs> that is a fact of matter. Um, that but yeah, so, so that being bull. said, thank you, thank you. Shakes his hand, shakes his fist over his head in victory. Um, but no, no, one of one of the more exciting things for me, and and really, I, I had kind of flutters in my stomach because uh, I'm a big super fan of the property to begin with, and in HBO's capable capable hands um i have just been waiting with bated breath to see what watchmen had for me and and frankly <sighs> watchmen is debatably uh hbo's big big thing for 2019 yeah you have certain things that are coming back you've got westworld which i'm a huge mark for um, and they, they obviously, again, they have their, their slew of, of typical uh, HBO uh, content, um, certain things that they're going back to the well for now, which people are very much looking forward to, pretty big little liars or whatever the hell is going on there. <laughs> um, but for me, Watchmen is just absolutely the thing. Um, everyone knew it was coming. like that, that was not a surprise per se, but it's this newest trailer from San Diego Comic-Con that really shed light on kind of what it is that we can anticipate. Again, this is um, this isn't a direct uh, this isn't a direct uh, uh, you know version so to speak. It's not comic to screen type of deal. It is it is by definition inspired by the Alan Moore work. Um, but I mean, there were all these uh, you know all this imagery, all this iconography that they showed on the screen. That all referenced the original comic to the point where, um, like, I really got jazzed up. It's almost as if Moore had had like a trunk full of further ideas for this giant universe that that he created. So there's like a a, a military cult 
uh, it's not one Rorschach. It's like it's an army. <laughs> three dozen, four dozen Rorschachs. Um, you know, a, a police force and Silk Spectre's color scheme. Um, you know, uh, and and also the the fact of kind of um, that the that ticking clock constantly just is right there. Doctor Manhattan back from Mars. You know, kind of putting two and two together. And if anybody's gonna do it, you know, Doc Manhattan is gonna do it. Um, you know, the the original comic it took place in '85. You know, here the focus has been taken away from the you know the the originals that that we read about Night Owl or Six Silk Spectre, Osmandius. Um, even though uh, old Asmondi Asmondius is back. Um, and and frankly, uh, Alan Moore is all about man. I don't I don't want there to be adaptations. Tough titty. That that's just, <laughs> but that's where it's out, man. You spit out a baby, you send it out into the world, and what happens is now out of your hands. You just you hope you raise them right. That you hope that you did the right thing. That the, that they're a boon to society and not a bane to society. Um, this is a continuation of the Watchmen story, and more boy oh boy, that doomsday clock be ticking. And I cannot friggin' wait. It's just wait. proof that some ideas, you can't kill the desire for more. And that's, that's what it is. Nope. There's been a movie. Some people didn't like it. There's been now two oh. or three, I, I honestly don't remember, comic book follow-ups. There's one in the DC Comics universe proper that people were like, right. didn't really love. There was a direct sequel oh. in DC that people downright fucking hated. Um, there have been collections with like add-ons and subtractions. There's th this is one of those things, man. It's ours. You you released it, and and as a fledgling creator, I get why someone would want to hold on real tight. Um, but the other part of me is like, hey, if you don't like the Watchmen TV, if you don't like the Walking Dead TV series, good news. There's hundreds of comics for you. <laughs> like you don't ever have to right, look at right, it. Right. Fear the Walking Dead doesn't doesn't work for you. Guess what? Go to the the funny book. <laughs> oh, you you know whatever. Good news. <laughs> you don't love that they're doing a Batwoman series? Well, good job. Avoid it. It's an option. <laughs> uh, it is. It is. Uh, it's uh, how anyone isn't excited for for more Watchmen goodness, especially. When it looks like it's HBO quality, come on, man! You'd have to. I mean, you'd seriously. have to be out of your friggin' mind to to not be excited. But uh, but talking about heroes, talking about you know the 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 capes. I know I was just seconds ago talking about Superman, but I got to do it again. Uh, the truth <laughs> is, there's a lot of things that Marvel does that right now kind of can't be competed with the two things that i think is sure. always a solid fight is the actual pound for pound the 22 pages in each issue of each of their comics i feel like those you can go head to head and sometimes marvel wins sometimes dc wins the movies marvel is kicking kicking dc in the throat relatively I mean, repeatedly um dc name name a movie studio that even has uh, uh, you know, uh, a hair of a breath's chance against what Marvel is doing. It's it's freaking unbelievable. Honestly, it's it's <laughs> it's comes to the point where it's like you're watching two heavyweight fighters, quote unquote heavyweight fighters, come to the ring, 
and one's in there and just looks like, you know, yeah, pr- pretty. It looks like he could handle himself. You know, could throw the throw the mitts around pretty good. And then all of a sudden, like a, a, an actual freaking ogre from uh, from World of Warcraft comes <laughs> walking into the ring, dragging a battle axe behind him. And you're like, oh god, no! They they're not gonna let them fight, are they? Somebody is going out in a body bag, and it's not the big green guy with goofy teeth and long ears. That's Marvel right now. Nobody, I don't care who you are, has uh, ha- has a freaking chance. Has an Ice Cube's chance in hell. Not there is one. There is one. Uh, uh, there is one version of that fight where I would argue it's just as one-sided, and that's when we go pound to pound with animated features and television properties to prove my point announced this year at san diego comic-con they are doing an animated Mm -hmm. adaptation of superman red sun yeah that's gonna be out to start you know for 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 me the the dc uh animated uh you know uh, animated properties a big part of why, to me, they're so successful is because unlike their cinematic attempts, uh, and, I, and I'm going all the way back, they are far, far more faithful to the source material. And the, the fact is, you're not going to adapt a doo-doo book. You know, the reason why you're adapting it is because uh, it was freaking awesome to begin with. So why would you tinker around with it to the point where you're now almost attempting to reinvent the wheel and you end up, you know, deucing it up? I, I, I don't get it. I really think DC's uh, animated uh, properties are so good because they, they, they really play close to the best. And also, I, I think what's really beautiful about them is that there's no shame in what they are. And I, I'm not trying to get flack. I love what, what the Marvel Cinematic Universe has done obviously but there's sure. some shame there they're ashamed of what some of the characters look like they're ashamed of how some of the characters are it's been the biggest hurdle for dc as a company um in comic books and in all their other representations seemingly except for animated where they're almost ashamed of who superman is and i think they're doubling down hmm. by bringing one of the absolute most important most well received most well put together elseworld stories in superman red sun it wasn't that long ago that the cw supergirl loosely adapted the same story i have no doubt in my mind that had the people at dc talking this is popular people went nuts for that supergirl kind of run of episodes they went nuts for it and now Mm -hmm. we're getting a straight adaptation if it's anything the quality of of gotham by gaslight if it's anything the quality of what dc animated has done since batman the animated series they have had sure a few misses but they're batting eight nine hundred easy pound for pound i have no reason to think that this Mm -hmm. won't be the case and remember this is another story where on the surface it seems like they're ashamed of of who superman is it changes the fundamental he doesn't land in kansas he falls into a 1950s era russia he's not fighting for the american way he's fighting for the ussr this is a story that also throws in the 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 best 
the, the, the most beloved characters, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern. We got Lex in there. Um, this is... Mm -hmm. I would, I would Jimmy. argue that when you talk Elseworlds, this is the most definitive Elseworlds tale. And and I think oh, this yeah. is DC. Across this the is board. DC kind of whipping out their big gun. And they're saying, hey, Marvel, we keep hearing you talk about doing Elseworlds tales. You have <laughs> this what if series coming out. Well, this is how you do it. And I think this is them throwing kind of the gauntlet out. I'm so excited. If seeing the Kingdom Come S on Brandon Ruth's chest made my head explode, the rest exploded when I saw that uh, that that sickle and hammer emblazoned across Superman's chest in the announcement. Uh, I, I can't wait. The, the animated features are always one of those happy surprises because the truth is I don't set an alarm in my phone. It's kind of when I see it pop up on the marketplace. That's always a free 20 bucks that DC gets for me because, uh, again, 9 out of 10, it's going to be golden. Given Killing Joke sucked, that was abysmal. Hmm. But as bad as that huh. was, almost uh, everything is, you know, that good by, uh, by not only comparison but by just, by just logical observation. Uh, DC Animated just keeps crushing it. I'm, I'm so freaking excited. Bring on the gray, black, and red. I cannot wait. Wow. Wow. So, someone just threw out the gauntlet uh, for That's right. them. Wow. Charlie, <laughs> I hope you're strapping on the armor. You're going to go to go to battle. Come with at them. me, and, uh And you, uh, you you began the, the battle with the uh, shooting across my nose, not up it. <laughs> um, with uh, you, you stole my you stole my thunder in a big, big way, because uh, what a perfect segue uh, into the animated spectrum uh, for Marvel Studios, and and yeah, I, I was gonna come with uh, Marvel's What Ooh. If, um, which is which is an animated series within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. For me, growing up, the What If comics uh, were absolutely one of my absolute favorite comics to read. Um, they were all self-contained. You didn't need to worry about a storyline that began six months ago that you maybe missed because you were visiting grandma in Puerto Rico and now you got to catch up. No, you pick up a, you pick up a what if comic. It is all there for you for the most part from from the from the front cover to the back cover. Everything is there for you. They really utilize characters that you are already pretty uh, familiar with. So you really didn't need uh, you didn't need anything more than a modified you know, uh, opening credits, uh, um, you know, creation uh, sequence like we, we often talk about. Um, there, the, and, and going back instantly, the second that I saw, because um, they didn't really get put, put too much uh, information out there other than the fact that this is going to be, it was created exclusively for Disney+. Plus. So obviously that's, a, that's an insta-buy for me, even if I wasn't married to my wife who's probably going to be watching Disney princesses from... Eight to five, uh, you know, every day if she can. Um, but for me, the 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 just the what if, uh, 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 you know, animated title would have been enough for me to sign on the dotted line. So Feig actually mentioned that many actors from across the Marvel Cinematic Universe were gonna be reprising their roles as voice talent in the series, which is just absolutely freaking awesome. Um, Jeffrey Wright shows up, uh, who's one of my absolute all-time favorites. 
he's going to be the voice of the Watcher in the series itself. So clearly you have your, you know, if this was the Twilight Zone, you you have your, uh, you have your uh, introduction, so to speak, automatically. You can imagine it. But instantly my mind went back to, oh my God, all those What If comics that I had collected and read, Cable versus the X-Men. What if... What if Dazzler became the Herald of Galactus? You're like, what the <laughs> hell are you even talking about? What if, what about Wolverine versus Conan? I mean, uh, dude, I just filled the <laughs> cup, Silent Bob. Um, Fantastic Four, what if you give them new powers? Basically, uh, uh, you know, um, you had Johnny, it was like a, a version of Colossus. Um, you know, what if, what if Spider-Man doesn't become a crime fighter? What if, what if there had been a thousand Hulks? Not just one Hulk. What if there had literally been a thousand? What if Captain America popped up in, in, in 1983? Um, uh, I mean, I'm, I, honestly, uh, the, 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 the list just for me goes on and on and on. Um, you know, granted, I hope that what if Namor grows up on land, doesn't make a cut. I hope that they leave that. In somebody's folder on their desk, um, but but honestly, there are so many awesome stories that, quite frankly, um, you know, uh, without without the what if title existing, would these are stories that would never have been told, or would have had to been told so out of context, with to to you know to me, frankly, the wrong characters involved, and and likely handled the wrong way. I mean, Venom and the Punisher, um, you know, uh, again, it just goes on and on and on. I know you'd be happy because there's a What If Electra Lives uh, Love. book. Love um, wins is you know, what that we should be finally see Wolverine fighting the Hulk. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there is, uh, you know, there is something, uh, something there. There's actually one book, and, and, and then I'll, I'll hand the mic back over to you. There was actually a What If, which... Uh, was one of the most disturbing things I have ever read, period. And and our mother let me read Stephen <laughs> King when I was still in single digits. So I have read very early on some disturbing type stuff. There's a lot of messed up visuals uh, floating around in my Explains cranium. Explains a lot, actually. But um, there's a, a little... <laughs> there's a legitimate Marvel what if where where the question is posed, what if Beast and the Thing continue to mutate? So, uh, you, I mean, I, I know you don't have the, the comic in front of you, and I don't either, but um, what an absolute freaking horror show uh, on, on pulp pages um, that Marvel gave us back, you know, back in the day. And, and, and you know, uh, spoiler alert, I don't know if this is going to make the cut, but let's just say that the Savage Land got some, uh, got some, new, <laughs> some new taxpayers <laughs> claiming a, a new address there. Um, it was just absolutely freaking... It was just ridiculous. Honestly, it was just a gift that kept on giving and giving and giving. Um, I'm super, super excited for that. Uh, like I said, if, if nothing else for me, it's going to be the wor- worth of the price of a, the monthly price of admission for Disney+. Plus. I cannot wait I'm for that I'm just super to excited to see if they give us uh, uh, Spider-Man Punisher. What if Peter Parker was Punisher? And it's the web <laughs> shooters are like little machine guns. I want to see how crazy they get. Well... Aren't they really? And you know what? Touche. Uh, as, as you know, Marvel obviously was hitting it out of the park 
all Comic-Con long, so I have to give them some love, too. Uh, they, they, if they ask the question, what if, uh, it seems that someone over at Marvel answered, everyone wasn't so goddamn white, and we're getting the Eternals. <laughs> Don't worry, people. Yes. There's plenty of white people in it, too. But uh, it, it kind of seemed like them, them <laughs> fixing some 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 issues with uh, with Eternals. Uh, we have Angelina Jolie as Thena. We got Richard Madden uh, confirmed mm -hmm. as Icarus. Salma Hayek as the leader, That's Ajax. Uh, Kumal Nanjani as Kingo. Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos. Don Lee as Gilgamesh. Leah McHugh as Sprite. Lauren Ridolph as Makara. Man. That, like as if that wasn't enough like we threw in brown people we also added a deaf person um <laughs> man the best part was i'm such a huge fan of selma hayek just because if you've ever seen her in an interview she seems to be very kind of like heart mind mouth like she kind of spills out what she feels in relatively real time and she just seems so fired up uh -huh. don't make this dirty don't make this I'm dirty. I'm very happy it. that you clarified precisely How dare what you, you meant, because uh, that could have gotten very bad. Work. No, but no, that's that's cool, cool. Yeah, I'm sure she's gonna have that teaching. Just made because up right I away. have that copy of Desperado on VHS, and a certain part is ruined, is <laughs> nobody's business but mine and my VCR. Why is this so thin right here? You Don't get worry, out of here, nerds. On. Uh, though she was quoted as saying the way she approaches leadership as a strong woman is she sees it as a family. It's very exciting, and I feel honored to be part of this movie, she said. Uh, I, I just couldn't be more excited. Obviously, her and Salma Hayek are huge gets. Um, Angela Jolie was quoted as saying, I'm going to work ten times harder because what it means to be part of the MCU, to be part of this family. We know the task ahead. We know what everyone deserves. I'm going to work really really hard created by jack kirby in 1976 the eternals are a race of near immortal super beings who are the result of celestial experimentation on early life on earth they were supposed to be the protectors of the planet uh puts them in a constant war with the deviants a race also created as the result of celestial tampering with earth evolution um man i uh it's just one of those concepts this to me feels like their next bite at the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Apple. No one's walking in with a favorite Eternal. No one's walking in with with feety pajamas <laughs> right, for the right, Eternals. Right. So they have every opportunity in the world sure. to blow our socks off. And I know Angelina Jolie is going to do that. It's true. It's, this is like the, the next Guardians of the Galaxy. That's the type of possibility that they have. A hundred percent. I just cannot wait. So excited. So excited! No, it's it's gonna be freaking absolutely awesome. And and you know what? It's interesting because you know what what we're seeing very much from Marvel. Um, it's it, there there isn't uh, there isn't as much of like the expected fare that you know we're we're so much uh, so much so many predictions uh, could could come from all directions and have them be totally right. You know they're they're really delving into material that, um, you know it's almost like house money to a certain degree. Like like you said, there there are not uh, many feety pajamas people. You know uh, you know uh, sidling up on, onto the couch into their parents' laps and you know getting ready for their favorite freaking eternal to hit the screen. Um, you know and and if that if that had been the case, 
that that doodle TV series would have shaken them out of their PD pajamas right away. If this heat didn't do it, that show would have done it. Um, but but uh, uh, kind of continuing in that vein of, wow, I didn't see that coming, but I am super freaking psyched about it. Uh, and going, uh, going a little bit kind of away from the direction that we've been speaking in. Um, and and as, a, as a self-avowed, uh, you know, Han Solo, uh, absolute uh, acolyte, um, I do have to admit that while Star Wars will always be in the one, uh, the number one position on my uh, toy shelf of life, um, Star Trek, I have not been, I'm not like a, uh, you know, I'm not a, like a Giants fan that hates the Jets. That's never been my, that's never been my thing. So I didn't have to hate Star Trek in order to love Star Wars. I'd always, I'd always made it very clear, Star Wars is my number one favorite, but there are plenty of Star Trek, um, you know, um, it, you know, versions that I really am a particular fan of. And my, my absolute favorite Star Trek captain is Captain Jean-Luc yeah, baby. Picard, baby. He is my number one. <laughs> Um, so so when when they announced that homeboy was coming back, he's getting up out of the wheelchair and shaking the rust off of those, uh, you know. Personally, I believe kind of doo doo tail end of the uh, tail end of the <laughs> X Men movies and jumping back into the captain's chair. I was super excited, and 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 you know, in addition to that, the fact that this is this is going to be a very very different Star Trek that we're gonna see. It's it's Picard, and it's 15 years after we we saw his last few adventures, and he's all you know after he basically became RoboCop and shook that <laughs> off like a pimp. Um, this is now gonna be exactly right. This is gonna be that that you know the well, I wonder what happened too, and and kind of catch up with him. The fact that he's got this diesel ass dog, who uh, it's actually been confirmed his dog's name. Is number one. So right, right away they had me. <laughs> they they had me right there because that is a dynamite little detail. Uh, detail. But um, you know, we're getting back certain certain characters, uh, which is which is outstanding. But largely across the board, it's an entirely new set of supporting characters for him, and he's kind of on a mission, and he's back involved. You know, he did uh, he did try his hand at retirement, do a little farming. You know, the, the robots really do more of the work, so uh, Terminator still has very much a likelihood of happening. Um, but this is, you know, uh, like uh, the absolute favorites of ours, Santiago, uh, Santiago Cabrera, Allison Pill, Evagoria. Uh, 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 um, I mean, honestly, like, he really does have, um, you know, he has a wonderful... A wonderful lineup, and that just uh, that doesn't even take into account the the returning characters. Freaking Data's coming back! Like you want to talk about um how how aliens <laughs> literally took uh, took robots off the scrap heap and slapped them back. Dude, Data did not have a good day the last time that we saw him, but he is indeed back, all yellowed eyes and freaking me out. Um, it is really awesome, and and what's really really great about this is that this obviously wouldn't happen i mean it kind of goes without saying that it wouldn't have happened if uh if patrick stewart did not specifically want it to happen but he was deeply involved with the development of how exactly this show was going to run 
he kind of called his shots precisely how he wanted it to look, how he wanted it to feel, how he wanted it to play out. And uh, I mean, that is just awesome. That is really as a uh, you know as a as a as a as a wannabe uh, actor at, at best. Um, that is one of the things that I can completely identify with is once you've put a character to bed or whether you, you think that you have and then all of a sudden you have that nagging thought, eh, I kind of, I wish I would have done this, I wish I would have done that. And this has been chewing on my man, uh, my man's bald ass ear for years and years. And, you know, uh, he's literally able to do it as an actor and as a character kind of going back and think about some of the choices that he made and, you know, really transitioning into something brand new that's going to continue the character and, and, and obviously probably uh, put him, put him to, to bed full time. But, um, I mean, that is just absolutely awesome. And one of the things that I think is worth mentioning is these are all streaming shows. These are not shows that, for the most part, and well, the, the movies obviously are, are what they are, but these are, these are kind of almost on demand. They're there for you when, when you're ready to watch them. And, and nothing is more comic book comic bookish, uh, so to speak, than have it just sitting there on your nightstand, smiling at you patiently, just waiting for you to get around to, to you know reading them for the comics. But these shows are very very much the same way. Um, I'm I'm super duper it's, excited it's just for, for absolute, the like, I can't it's wait for that. It's absolute nonsense. We're running out of time here today, uh, but I did want to give one very big special uh, moment very very briefly I'm going to wrap up some of the other Marvel announcements because obviously that was a lot of the big big news but I've made it very clear mm-hmm. in the past sure. I am a little bit biased to certain characters certain characters I love more than others some characters I downright am just usually bored by one character I've had a bipolar relationship <laughs> with in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is Thor however the announcement of the next Thor movie Thor 4 Love and mm-hmm. Thunder uh, what a what an absolute Tiger with TT type title. Uh, if it wasn't enough that we're getting another uh, installment of the Thor franchise that I think Tiger with TT saved, uh, in my opinion, I think he's absolutely brilliant. Uh, we're getting Tessa Thompson back, absolutely. of course, as Valkyrie. She's going to get a love story in this. Mm-hmm. It's going to kind of be the first big, big, big LGBTQ uh, story because Valkyrie has been confirmed as being into the chicks. Absolutely. Um, I don't know if it's called being a lesbian when you're an Asgardian. I think it's just called doing what you want because you're a fucking smooth pimp. Um, yeah. But the big news. I mean, honestly. Exactly who's right. Tell the big, no. big, big news is Natalie Portman is back and she will yes. wield Mjolnir. They're doing a spin on Thor mm-hmm. uh, having breasts and a vagina because she's not Lady Thor, bro. If you have <laughs> Mjolnir, you are Thor. Uh-huh. And don't make me fist fight you. I mean, if 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 I'm being fair, Thor in Endgame pretty much did have breasts, <laughs> so it's not really really brand new material that they're putting out there. No, I, I'm super excited, and uh, I I I know that um, sometimes it requires uh, the almost blind leaps of faith uh, when you're doing uh, you know new things. I mean, obviously anyone who reads the comics knows that this is not. Uh, uh, you know, a completely new concept, but for that level of visibility, and for them to put it on the line, they, it's it's one thing to to play with house money, so to speak, and kind of let the chips fall where they may. 
when you know you're just playing with your last 20 bucks and you know what i'm gonna go if if i bust i'm gonna go hit the buffet lay down and then think about what i'm gonna roll out and head back home it's a totally different animal than when you are when you are absolutely at the top of your game when you're raking in the chips and you know the the option of, of kind of taking your ball and going home is right there for you nobody could possibly blame you because you're going home an absolute winner and saying you know what F. Murray Abraham to that and pushing it all <laughs> into the center of the table and saying, Woo! Let it roll, baby! Give me Thor with the movies and a vagina. I, uh, Let's see what I happens. Just can't wait. That is pimp, pimp, pimp. That is such a strong move. And again, we are, uh, Charlie and I, for anyone, uh, if this is the first time that you ever even have uh, considered listening to us, you know that we are uh, in, in the DC versus Marvel tug of war. We are the anchor for DC most times, nine times out of ten, um, while still acknowledging all of the outstanding things from the House of Ideas. But Marvel is coming with the thunder, quite It's, it's just so exciting. But exciting times ahead as we wrap up today. I'm going to give very special shout-outs to a couple quick movies. We have Captain Marvel, Black Panther, and Guardians of the Galaxy all getting follow-ups. Captain Marvel 2, Black Panther 2. Guardian 3, yeah. we get Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. The most exciting part about this flick yes. is he'll be going toe-to-toe -to -toe with the true Mandarin as teased in a uh, in a, sh a Marvel short. Um, the, Mar the, the Mandarin Hell in yeah. Iron Man 3 was a phony. The real one's coming to, 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 to mess-ish up. Another character I have a weird relationship. We have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. If you want to pull me in, Damn, call yes. it the multiverse of madness. I'm going. We have a wand. <laughs> Just the alliteration alone has Charlie uh, Wanda Vision is coming to the, the, the Disney network. Uh, I heard it's going to be weird as hell. And again, that's how you pull me in. They mentioned huh? Fantastic Four. They mentioned Mutants. Yeah. Uh, Harley Quinn on the DC side. She's getting an absolute batshit crazy cartoon series that's for adults the curses and murder will be flying there was a ton of products released uh NECA toys is absolutely the fire right now with their ninja turtle lines with with all their different uh lines coming out the ninja turtle ones made my head explode marvel legends left right and sideways new transformer toys new master of the universe series that's going to be an ongoing uh not the tv show the toy line i'm sure there'll be a cartoon to follow because they're still working on that new movie and one thing i cannot believe we didn't get a chance to touch on but battle of the planets is being worked on by joe and anthony oh. russo they're producing it uh who knows how deep their involvement's gonna go but that's oh, all man. we have time for we're wait. wrapping up right here this episode of u.s comics cast has been brought to you by oh, glory yeah. and thunder as it starts to get in a little bit Wacky weather-wise weather -wise by me, super easy yes. for me to say. For the CEO and the king dingling of all Marvel and DC and universes in general, including Godzilla's, John Rivera, mm -hmm. I'm Charlie Rivera, the <laughs> CEO, and until next time, keep on keeping on. <laughs> Peace!